0: Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new podcast with Stephen Tolbert and Chris Willis, all at BatteryPower.com as well as at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. My name, and you can also find us free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. Should be for free, but make sure you just hit that subscribe button get the latest content from uh, from us when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And simply put, this is more like it. The Braves offense finally was able to get the job done. And to, and to make matters even better, they were able to get the job done against one of their bigger foes when it comes to the pitching mound in terms of frequency that they faced him and in terms of you know an opposing pitcher who's had some good success, the Braves were able to get to Aaron Nola early, and that was coupled with an outstanding bounce-back performance from Spencer Strider to start off the second half of his year, and the Braves were able to get a 6-3 to victory. One thing that immediately stands out, was the fact that the Braves were able to produce five of their runs off extra base hits, doubles from Austin Riley as well as Michael Harris, and then home runs from Matt Olson as well as Michael Harris as well. And the other thing that stands out with Strider's performance being excellent as well as the contributions from Michael Harris, it seems like this is the third or four times that the rookie com- that the third or four time that the rookie combination of Michael Harris and Spencer Strider have really shown up and shown out in the same game. You know, we talk about how Michael Harris has made a good defensive play and a great offensive play in the same game. Well, it seems like this is the third or fourth time in one of Spencer Strider's starts, it's been Michael Harris who's been able to provide a a big boost when it comes to giving Spencer Strider some support. So it's good to see the rookies supporting each other as they continue to emerge as two of, if not the top two, candidates for NL Rookie of the Year. But overall, the Braves got 11 hits on the night. Eddie Rosario had two hits. You know, we talked about the fact that with Adam Duvall out, You know, the Braves really could start using some good offensive production. As I mentioned in yesterday's show, Adam Duvall had started to find a bit of his groove in the month of July, though he was playing... The, basically the uh, weak side or you know less frequent side of the platoon facing left-handers, he was doing his job. Eddie Rosario, though, was the one struggling against right-handers. If Eddie Rosario can ever get going, that's really, really going to be another big boost to the bottom of the Braves order to couple with Michael Harris against right-handers, which means that there's really no part of the Braves lineup that opposing pitchers can sleep on. So a great opportunity for Eddie Rosario to build off last night performance, and hopefully it can lead to him really getting going like he did in the second half of the season last year once he joined the Braves and came back from injury. Obviously, Spencer Strider, overall on the night, Spencer Strider went six innings, six strikeouts, only one walk, one earned run. Of his his 22 batters faced, he actually was able, through 90 through <laughs> through 90 pitches, excuse me, through 90 pitches last night, Spencer Strider threw 61 strikes. And that is relevant. That is significant. Because again, in his second to last start of the first half of the season, it took Spencer Strider 103 pitches just to complete four and two-thirds inning. In his last start, he was only able to go four innings. For him to be able to get through 90, for him to be able to get through six innings with 90 pitches, it means that even with him having his signature strikeout stuff. Only six strikeouts through six innings may seem like it's a bit too hard to judge Strider on, but we're so used to seeing him get double-digit strikeouts when he goes five to six innings. But the point is, is that the efficiency was there for Spencer Strider tonight, unlike it has been basically over his past few starts. It was great to see that even without his strikeout stuff being at the top of his game, he still was able to get the job done and get the job done efficiently speaking of a great job done also cannot go without congratulating manager Brian Snicker on his 500th win of his career it's hard to argue that there have been better managers in the game you, may, you can make an argument for a few but Brian Snicker truly has been one of the best managers in the game of baseball over the past five or four and a half years I mean look at it since 2018 four division titles what now two NLCSs obviously a world series and and you could make the argument that that potentially this is Brian Snickers best managing job to date right this was the Braves best win total in the first half of a season since 2003 Obviously, losing a franchise icon in Freddie Freeman, though they were able to gain Matt Olson. you know, this Braves team, they've, they've dealt with some injuries, they've dealt with an early part of the season where the offense was struggling. Brian Snicker, a lot of it was his players playing to their true talent level, but you also have to credit Brian Snicker for sticking and trusting his players to get back to where they can perform. Sometimes the best moves that a manager can make is simply staying true and trusting the talents that that he has to work with, and that is one of the strengths of Brian Snicker. So make no mistake, Brian Snicker obviously at times in the past has had his struggles when it comes to game management, what have you. Sure, that's fine. But there's no denying that especially over the past calendar year, Brian Snicker has been an absolute stud. When it comes to managing the Atlanta Braves baseball team, it's led to one of the best, you know, turnaround stories in recent history when it comes to sports in general. It's led to a World Series title and it also has led to the Braves being in position once again to challenge for a chance to defend their title as well. So, excellent job to Brian Snicker. Congratulations to him on 500 wins. Hopefully, he'll get number 501 on Wednesday. So a bit of news from the farm from earlier this week when it comes to the Braves and a relevant name that we have seen a few times in Atlanta and have some decent success as well. I know that there has been, you know, some speculation that if the struggles of Ian Anderson were to continue, perhaps lefty Kyle Muller would be who has been. Phenomenal at AAA, basically, over the past six months to six weeks, you know, that he potentially could get another shot in the Atlanta rotation. Well, unfortunately, during batting practice earlier this week, Kyle Muller suffered a broken hand. It was his non throwing hand, which basically was his right hand. He suffered that when a comebacker hit him during batting practice. He'll miss his start this week. It does look like that he won't miss that much time. It's not something that's going to keep him out for weeks, hopefully, just, you know, maybe a matter of days. But 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 make sure to stay tuned to the Road to Atlanta podcast and also BatteryPower.com for the latest when it comes to... Um, Kyle Muller and his recovery hopefully again we'll see him before too long obviously when it comes to his production you would love to see him continue to finish the season strong and perhaps if if the, the opportunity you know allowed for it maybe he could even finish his season in Atlanta and really build off a strong 2022 to get his career going for 2023 and beyond So the Braves and Phillies once again will be facing off in the rubber game of the series. The series is tied one-to-one. And the last time that we were in Philadelphia, I believe that it was a 14-4 loss on a um, Wednesday. Ian Anderson was pitching. It was either a Wednesday or a Thursday. Ian Anderson was pitching, and it just unfortunately was clear that the Braves, it was not their day. And that has seemed to be the case. Over the past, you know, basically month or so, if you really want to get into detail, it seemed that the Braves have just done an excellent job in the first two or three games of series that they've played in, but they have struggled mightily. In series finales, especially if series finales are on Sunday, you know, we've seen them blow a couple of leads on Sundays, you know, back in late June, early July, we've seen them you know, with the offense not be able to, you know, stay at the same level that it was on Friday and Saturdays. I don't really think it's anything but more than a coincidence, but the Braves have definitely struggled over the past month in series finales. And on Sunday games, you could also even say in day games. Well, it again is a day game that's a series finale on Wednesday. But the good thing is, is that you're likely going to have a motivated Charlie Morton ready to come out and get the series win in Philadelphia. And though Charlie Morton has more more often than not remained kind of inconsistent so far this year, he's definitely not found the groove this year that he did last year, you're starting to see him settle into at least being effective with his overall approach. In seven of his last eight starts, the only start where this was not the case was his last start of the first half of the season against the Mets. In seven of his past eight starts, Charlie Morton has gone at least five innings and allowed two runs or less. The big key for Morton is avoiding early trouble and avoiding home runs. For the most part, he's been able to do that, but there still is again some inconsistencies. Three of his, in each of his last three starts, he's walked three batters. He has given up some home runs over this stretch of eight starts, but in general, Charlie Morton is consistently doing what this Braves offense needs him to do, and that's limiting the opposition enough to allow for the Braves offense to be able to come alive and get him some run support to win games. So the Braves definitely have a pitcher who is putting them in position to win. As a matter of fact, you know, the Braves are now... um, Six and three over Charlie Morton's last nine starts. Yes, if you could tell, I'm having a little bit of trouble when it comes to getting my stats together today. But yes, when it comes to Charlie Morton, the Braves, actually, to be honest with you, the Braves are now 10 and four over his past 14 starts. So the Braves are winning games that Charlie Morton pitches. It's just that now Morton is becoming more consistent at putting quality starts together. And more often than not, especially if the Braves can have another day today like they did last night, it should be enough to get the job done. Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Phillies. A very capable pitcher, not someone who's having the best of seasons, a 4.55 ERA. The Braves should be able to find some success, especially if they can once again find that early success. But it'll be interesting to see, and hopefully we'll be able to see Charlie Morton be able to put together another good start, five, six, seven innings, you know, two or less earned runs, and the Braves can jump on Kyle Gibson early and get a series win as we head closer to the 2002 trade deadline. And don't forget... That trade deadline, we are now less than a week away. Next Tuesday afternoon is the trade deadline. Starting to not necessarily see rumors involving the Braves, but you definitely can see that with each and every game that the Braves play right now, it's more data, more assessments for Alex Anthopoulos and his front office to gather an idea of what they have and what they may need to add. For every home run that an A.J. Minter or a Will Smith give up you know, late in the game, Could that point to a bullpen arm being a need for every, you know, start where there's a struggle by an Ian Anderson? Could another reliable, you know, starting arm be the key? Or for every time that, you know, Orlando Arcia or Robinson Cano struggle in the infield or potentially the Braves are not able to find, you know, a really good and consistent option in left field, could an outfield bat or a utility infield bat be the key? The Braves have more areas they can address, and they may even need to address multiple areas like they did last year at the trade deadline. Could they make the move that we need to see them to make to really, once again, have the depth they need to survive the rest of the season and then get into the playoffs and make some noise. Don't anticipate anything spectacular. To be honest with you, the Braves just don't have the arsenal of prospects to really be able to go get one of the big names out there like some other teams could. If the Braves were going to go get you know, a big name, they're potentially going to have to take away from their major league talent level. That includes teams asking for a Michael Harris or a Spencer Strider or or what have you. I don't anticipate the Braves putting those players on the table. So while we may not see a major move, uh, once again, and I'll be honest with you, you'll probably hear me say this multiple times before the trade deadline, when it comes to making moves on the margins, when it comes to adding depth pieces without having to get up a lot of prospect value, there's been no better example of how to do that successfully, then the job that Alex Anthopoulos did at the trade deadline last year, hopefully we'll see him once again do it this year and really give the Braves the boost that they need to hopefully take care of the NL East and from there really put themselves in a position to, to defend their World Series title. But hey, that's for another time. The focus for today, in 11.35 start, so you'll have some entertainment during your workday. Charlie Morton versus Kyle Gibson. The Braves go for yet another series win and hopefully are going to be able to put their struggles during day games and series finales behind them moving forward. Can't thank you enough for listening to the Daily Hammer. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, Road to Atlanta podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN, across all forms of social media, and free all on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button wherever you listen, and you'll get the latest content. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Go Braves! Thanks for listening to The Daily Hammer.